and thank you, choir. So I want to set the scene for the next story that we're going to share this morning in our Come to the Water series. We're going to be looking in the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus has given his famous sermon on the mount. He's called the disciples. He has healed people. He has taught through parables. He suffers rejection in his own hometown. And when we get to chapter 14, where our story is today, John the Baptist dies at the hand of Herod. And when Jesus hears of his death, he tries to get away, to be alone in his grief. But the news about this man, Jesus, has spread, and the crowds find him. 5,000, we are told. And here is where we get the story in the Gospel of Matthew of Jesus feeding the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. Immediately following this miraculous feeding, the disciples get in a boat to head over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus goes up to a mountain to pray, once again attempting to step away. So this is where we are in the story of Jesus. Matthew 14, verses 22 through 33. And as we prepare to hear God's word this day, let us pray. Gracious God, we come listening for you, knowing that you speak in unexpected ways. We pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will silence in us all the storms, doubts, and fears that overwhelm so that we may hear what you have to say. We ask it in the name of Christ. Amen. So Matthew 14, verses 22 through 33. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came... He was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning he came, walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It's a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened. Beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So, I pretty much love that in this story, Peter sinks. Can you imagine the different feel of this story if he hadn't sunk? 
If Peter had gotten out of the boat, walked on water with ease, and maybe even just glided past Jesus. First, I doubt many of us would have believed it. But also this, so many of us already question at various times in our lives if our faith is strong enough, if we really believe or believe enough, if we can do this thing called discipleship. So if the Bible had presented me with these perfect figures who follow Jesus without hesitation or struggle or problems in every step, individuals that literally walked on water, well, I don't think this story, our story of faith, would hold the same hope for me. Instead, it would feel heavy, almost a weight, an up-here goal that somehow I have to achieve. I have to walk on water, do the impossible to be a disciple, to measure up, to do it right. But we don't have that. We have this story of Peter stepping out of the boat and sinking, and we have Peter, if you read through the whole thing, over and over again falling. And we're never told, hey, don't be like Peter. Peter's story isn't given to us as a manual on how not to be a disciple. No, these stories pretty much tell all of us it's okay to sink, to fall to stumble, that that sinking and that falling, that they too are part of what it means to be a disciple, to be human. We had a perfect example in worship this morning. I don't know how many of you noticed that one of our little acolytes, um, I don't know what those are called, candle lighters, is duct taped. It broke. Bill and I found duct tape. We fixed it. I do have a little confession. There's a reason I'm drawn to this story, why I need a story that isn't about perfect people, but a story of individuals who stumble, who fall, who fail. Part of our work as we seek ordination in the United Methodist Church is a psychological evaluation. Are you getting a little nervous of why I'm sharing this story? We actually take two. I remember meeting with my psychologist after taking the test part that we do on our own. And the thing about this meeting is they don't just tell you, they don't just name what they saw in your test. They want you to name it. Or at least that was true for me. So we're chatting and he's asking leading questions to see where I will go. And we get to fear and we go back and forth a, a bit. And finally, I name this fear of failure I have, which he says, I wondered when we get there. I kind of feel like if you already knew. <laughs> he also told me I had a boring profile, but that that was a good thing. Apparently you want a boring profile. Not only do we all at various times in our lives wonder if our faith is strong enough, if we believe or believe enough, if we can do this thing called discipleship, but so many of us, myself included, we have this fear of failure, of sinking, of falling, of somehow just 
not being good enough. And what does this story give us? A disciple who falls, who sinks. But here's why we chose this story, a story of sinking, to include in this Come to the Water series. I want to take you back for a moment to the first Sunday in this series when we looked at Genesis 1. Yes, we have a disciple who sinks, but we also have a disciple who stands at the edge, the waves rolling looking out over an unexplored blanket of deep blue that seems to never end. And it's mysterious. It's exciting. It feels a little dangerous. And he may sink, but he chooses to get out of the boat, to come to the water. For Peter, getting out of the boat literally meant choosing to follow Jesus out onto the water, to walk where no one has walked before, to trust that even if it didn't go right, even if he failed, Jesus was there. The Gospel of Matthew was written to disciples of Jesus Christ who were in those first steps of just trying to figure out what it even means to be the body of Christ, to be the church, to follow the way of Jesus in community as a people in their days. This sea adventure story with Jesus offered the early church hope and instruction as they faced challenges, the storms that were confronting them daily as followers of Christ. Fear was a reality in their lives. Fear is a reality in this story, in our world. Fear is a reality in our faith. The disciples in those early days in other times throughout history, in this very story, they are battered and fearful. But Peter, in the midst of the storm, speaks up, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you in the water. Peter steps out to meet Jesus. He becomes frightened. He sinks, he fails miserably, but he represents all who would step out and face challenges, face fear, face failure. And not just that, he meets Jesus on the water in the storm. Immediately, Jesus reaches out his hand. Our other reading, Psalm 63, it begins with the voice of one longing to meet God. Oh God, you are my God. I seek you. My soul thirsts for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So the psalmist seeks God and says, I meet you in the sanctuary. I lift up my hands. I call upon your name. I think of you when I lie down. I meditate on you in the night. I cling to you. Psalm 63 is a psalm of deep emotional intimacy between God and the psalmist. God's love is the highest good, better than life itself. And the psalmist finds rest and confidence as they meet God, as they recognize God present in their days. My soul is satisfied, the psalmist says, for you have been my help. My soul clings to you. Your right hand is upholds me. 
the psalmist names where those early disciples must be led, where we as disciples must be led. In this sea adventure story with Jesus, the disciples of Jesus Christ are given hope and instruction as they face the challenges and the storms that confront them daily as followers of Christ. Fear is a reality in their lives. Fear is a reality in this story, a reality in our world. Fear is a reality in our faith. The disciples are afraid, but they are called to recognize Jesus' presence in their midst and be led to a place of peace, clinging to Jesus, taking that outstretched hand. Peter speaks up and steps out. He's afraid. He sinks. He fails. But he represents all who would step out and face challenges, face fear, face failure, and meet Jesus on the water, in the storm. All who would choose to simply step out of the boat. This is where I meet Jesus in this story. Reflecting on what does it require for me, for any of us, to acknowledge Jesus' presence in turbulent times, to see Jesus in the storm, as Peter does. When doubts arise, and they will, when I think, and I will, how do I, how do we as church find assurance in faith that Jesus is present? And then there are those steps out of the boat. What would it mean for us as Parkway Hills United Methodist Church in the coming days and months and year ahead to get out of the boat? How would it look? What would our steps be? Where would they be? Can we even name what the boat is, this thing we are clinging to, the thing we are invited to step away from? Can we name our own fear? I know for every church, every institution, one thing is true. Every church has to step off the boat of what church was before COVID and step into ways that God is at work and moving and calling the church now in this new time and place in a world that will forever be shaped by a microscopic virus. What does it mean for Parkway Hills for us to get out of the boat and join Jesus, knowing that we will probably sink, but that Jesus is right there, ready to take us on those next steps, to trust that we will meet Jesus on the water, in the storm, and be led to a place of peace. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, in his work, Cost of Discipleship, he has this line about this story. Peter had to leave the ship and risk his own life on the sea in order to learn both his own weakness and the almighty power of his Lord. If Peter had not taken the risk, he would have never learned the meaning of faith. As we said on that 
first Sunday of this series, as we looked at Genesis 1, our call into discipleship, our clumsy steps out of the boat into a lifelong journey of learning and following, it begins with our baptism because I think we're supposed to come to this fount as one standing at the edge of the water, looking out over a never-ending blanket of blue full of mystery and discovery. Discipleship is mystery. Do we ever really know what we are saying yes to when we say yes to Jesus? Discipleship is exciting. We are called into the great work of bringing God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, the work of redemption and reconciliation, of healing that which is broken. But discipleship is also dangerous and scary. As disciples of Jesus Christ, may we come to the waters. May we step out of the boat and meet Jesus. Amen.